0: Children's box. Why, what, and how? Fuse Eight and Kate will break it down for you now.
1: Ooh! Booga, <clears throat> <coughs> booga, 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 booga!
0: Really? Wah, Why not?
1: That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's better. Oh! Hey, it's Spooky October, and we are doing a Spooky October podcast with my Spooky October sister. And our spooky October guest! We have a spooky October guest. Our first guest. Ever. Are you going to acknowledge this guest, Kate? Yes! Hi! Oh, Hi. I, I Hi. was
0: following Kate's lead. <laughs> I, 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 just let,
1: I just let Betsy go for as long as she can. But and, and I could and go then... forever if I wanted to. I know, I just
0: kind of yeah. like her. You, you really teased last week that there was going to be a guest. I did. And, and, and then like people were like, oh, Ooh. who's it going to be? I know, it you know, could be anyone. Anyway. Is it going to be... You, you like, could be uh, Tobin Anderson. Yeah, exactly. You, you nope. could
1: be uh, Matt Phelan. You nope. could be... You get really
0: uh, down market from that. You could be Mo Williams. <laughs> I'm afraid you were not able to have that kind of poll for this podcast.
1: Uh, I don't think I want any <laughs> of those people. I want my current guest, which is our greatest fan of this podcast. I'm going to say James Kennedy.
0: Hey. Hey.
1: Basing your greatest fanness. On the fact that whenever I mess up, you are sure to tell me <laughs> the next morning. And that's why you're <laughs> my favorite. <Yeah. laughs> but I have, I have a, I
0: have, I have, I have. Okay. I have something for you.
1: Do you? Yeah. I, I feel like you brought in your bongo. All
0: right, well, I did this on, in the car on the way here. Oh, are you wow. ready?
1: I'm ready. Do okay. it. Okay.
0: Two sisters live on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA they both moved to chicago and decided to stay now here's their playful podcast packed with kid lit parlay children's books are they really that great talking children's books is with kate and fuse eight children's books where what and how fuse eight and kate will break it down for you now
1: Bravo, sir. bravo that... You are going to be sued now um, <laughs> That is a copywritten song But can that <sighs> be my adult thing for the week? I'm afraid that's not allowed to be your adult thing Come But it on. is going to be my ringtone <laughs> From now until forever Oh, uh, What do we do here? I think we forgot to mention what this podcast is about We didn't what? introduce us again I didn't even introduce us Did we even say your name? Yes you said my name. Okay, good. You I'm didn't glad. say
0: why I have any kind of standing in the world of children's literature, though.
1: Oh, okay. What have you done, Sir James Kennedy? <laughs>
0: what have I done? What have you done? So I've written a, a young adult novel, so not quite children's, called,
1: young
0: uh, called uh, The Order of Oddfish. woo Thank you. But the real thing that puts me in the children's literature world is I run a film festival called the 92nd Newberry Film Festival, which kid filmmakers create short movies that tell the entire story of Newbery-winning book in ninety seconds? Mm-hmm. And we we screen them every year in like New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Portland, like fourteen cities. And um, uh, yeah, you can find out more about it at dot com. Want to make your own? They're due on January twelfth.
1: And today's book we'll be discussing uh, was indeed a ninety second Newbery. Yes, uh, as well. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Yes. Um yes, yeah, so okay. What's what's the premise of our show? Why are we here? Uh we talk about children's picture books, picture books, and whether they should be a classic, picture books, picture books. Yes. Classic, classic or crap. Classic or crap. Yep. It's got to be one or the other. It can't be both. Or can? It? <laughs> Possible. All right. Um if you gentle gentle listener want to suggest a book for us to do, feel free to do so at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. We are more than willing to, uh, to listen to you. So today's book uh, is a very special book. I'm very happy with it. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't have a physical book to show you here, but I'm just going to bring it up on my phone. Could I get a drum roll, please? What is that book? Millions of Cats? <gasps> By whom? Wanda Gag? We'll say Gog. Gog. Could be Gog. Eh. Millions of cats. Billions of cats.
0: Two-time Newbery book, Newbery honoree, right?
1: Indeed. Indeed. And and, uh, there is a conspiracy theory uh, involving this book as well, but we'll get to get all that. So, okay, okay. all right. Kate will go do that. Uh, The answer to last week's uh, quiz question. So recall I asked, what movie, feature film, uh, credits outside over there by Maurice Sendak uh, at the end of its credit sequence uh, If you said Labyrinth, you were right And there were people who, uh, who wrote in on the, um, the blog post where the show notes are And said, Labyrinth! Of course it was Labyrinth Apparently Maurice Sendak got wind of the film and got seriously PO'd Because he thought it was macking off his book and uh, rather than upset Maurice Sendak, which is a bad idea altogether, uh, Jim Henson has that little note at the end saying that they they like uh, Maurice Sendak's book. You will notice, though, it is in the movie. It's in her bedroom. So they weren't all that unaware of it, I suspect. This week's quiz question. Uh, this comes from my own book, Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in children's literature. Um, it is about Wanda Gogh. Um She made our Sex and Death chapter. Um, And I think my question to you is this it's very simple. Why is she in the Sex and Death chapter? Is it because of sex or is it because of death? If you know the answer to the question, feel free to email us at fusekate8 at gmail.com. I will read your first name on the podcast. Go do that thing. And we're back. I have things to say. Oh, I bet you do, but wait, I have millions wait, and trillions wait. and billions <laughs> no. and zillions of things to you say. You can't say a single thing, Aww. because nobody knows what this book is about.
0: I know what it's about.
1: <laughs> do you know what it's about? I don't I'll let know you, you guys
0: it. talk for a while. Well,
1: let me, wait, wait, wait. Do you have a voice suggestion for Kate?
0: Okay, uh, I've got an idea. Can you do it as, in the wake of the Szechuan sauce scandal, as Rick from Rick and Morty?
1: Um, you're talking about a very high-pitched, cracking voice.
0: Kind oh, of, it's kind of like this, Morty. Oh, that, it's, like, oh, Doc, I was it's thinking, like Doc from, I was from, from
1: Back to the Future. And uh, the boy's think, like,
0: oh, I don't know, Rick. It looks like it's <laughs> kind of dangerous.
1: You could do Teenage Boy, um, All of the Simpsons. I can try. All right. Teenage Boy versus, well, I know you said Rick, but I'm going with Morty. Okay. I'm saying Teenage Boy, All of the Simpsons, cracking voice. An old couple is lonely, if only they had a pretty white cat. The old man finds a hill covered with cats and brings them home. His wife points out that they cannot possibly keep them all. The cats get into a fight over who gets to stay and the couple is left with a scrawny little kitten. With love, the kitten becomes the most beautiful cat in the world. All right. Cannibalism and kitties. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love the
0: two things? A lot of songs in this episode. It's a lot of
1: songs in this episode, but I think that one writes
0: itself. Uh, of all of the children's books, maybe all of the books ever written, this one has the highest body count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Not, millions upon billions upon trillions of cats die yes. at the end of it.
1: And yet not a single drop of blood. Yeah. Stains...
0: The fields. It stains the child's mind.
1: Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. Let's start at the beginning. With the old man who looks like a gnome that has come to life. (laughs) (laughs) He does. Yeah. You just think of a gnome with long legs, and that is the old man. Yes. And then I've decided that they live in Ireland because even though the whole book is in black and white, there's just fields upon fields of land and hills, and I said to myself, I think they're in Ireland. However, how did they not realize that they lived by trillions of cats? Like, the noise how, alone. Like, how do you. That is. What were they eating before they ate each other? Oh, that's on my list. Okay, yes. okay, yeah, sorry. So hold on. Okay. So in the book, it says So what happened that every time the very old man looked up, he saw another cat, which was so pretty, he could not bear to leave it. Before he knew it, he had chosen them all man's got issues man's got time he's like the pied piper of cats all he has to say is fish and they just would all follow him and then they're like we are thirsty we are hungry yeah what did the what did they eat what did they drink before this man came along like, did they eat each other? I think they're And then they cares. mated, and then they made, like, ten more, and then they ate their children, and then they mated and they made more? each other. Like, Prior to this, it's this is not a new thing, the eating of each oh, other. Oh, so at okay. the end,
0: they're just reverting to form.
1: Exactly. But there's it's one, going back to the status quo. They're
0: just chomping at the bit to eat each other the entire book. Yes. And finally, oh, oh, finally we have the an moment. excuse. Yeah,
1: exactly. But there's one particular cat that's my favorite. Which cat is that? Um, I believe you called him the John Travolta of cats. Wait, what? Yeah. yes, yeah. he stands
0: up and he's kind of like going like putting one finger in the air and one finger down. He's yeah. acting in a very uncat-like way. Oh, he's uh. got
1: so much sass that I'm like, yes, you are the chosen cat. So if you were to he get a devoured. tattoo from this book, it would be John Travolta cat. It'd be I was, John Travolta I was cat. thinking so hard to think of something punny involving like cats and John Travolta, but I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't, oh, no. I know. now, now right. you're making me, like, think. I'm going to think, and then at 2 a.m. this morning, I'm going to sit up Saturday night, in bed. cat
0: scratch fever. Yeah, no,
1: see? Oh, that's Close. good. That's good. Yeah, cat on a hot Saturday night. No, it doesn't work. See? See? I don't got it. I don't yeah. got it. Think of the joke and tell it, Betsy. Think of the joke <laughs> and tell it. Anyway, but that's my favorite cat. All right. Um, right, so... <laughs> when it got to the point where they ask, you know, who's the prettiest cat, and they're like, "I'm the prettiest." No, I am. I'm like, a truer statement has never been said about a cat. Of course, the cat is gonna think that it's the best. Yeah, this would not have worked with dogs. Yeah. No, no, because the dogs have yeah. been like, "What's that? Oh my gosh! Hey, shiny!" No. And the cats would be like, "Of course, I'm the prettiest." However, <laughs> I do think the dogs would have eaten each other. So. No. Yeah. How about no. look look, who, look who's meowing? Ah, eh? ah. Eh? No. Okay. Let's let's move on. Okay. They have these pictures, it's like in a half moon of like the cat eating out of the bowl and it's getting fatter and fatter. And I'm like, this is like the lunar phases of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> From skinny to fat. <laughs> well, this is one of those rare books where there isn't like the lunar phase actually in the sky at some point, you know, because in Little House we, we got that. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of that. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, there's...
0: as we're poking fun at it, it's really... The illustrations are beautiful They
1: are beautiful like, I, th- I
0: think it's a beautiful book And it's
1: um, Well she was an artist Before she yeah. made this book You know She, she did print work she, This was This was where she got Her money before this You know what the lesson Of the book is What's it If you find a cat just take it but you <laughs> that, that, that,
0: that, no he did that he took yeah. it and then he took the one next to it yeah. and the one next and then if to you,
1: it for every single cat you find in your life mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's someone else's <laughs> doesn't it matter if it's on a TV show mm-hmm. or if it's you know Widow shop just take it just take, just take that just cat. take it you take that take cat. all the cats yeah all of the cats Puss, puss fiction no. Okay, we're moving on. You're okay. trying so hard. I'm but you so know, hard. the funny thing
0: is, it sounds like they're all like sweated over and pre-written by Betsy, but she is improvising all of these puns. It's amazing. Go on. Uh, yeah, because um, they're so brilliant.
1: <laughs> I would have written these down beforehand. Uh,
0: um, <laughs> so I, uh, I, 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 I here's my take on it. This whole book is a parable of late capitalism. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Go on. Okay, th- this man goes out. The, the wife says, "Okay, I, I want to find a cat. I just want one cat." Man goes out and he's like he's like us he's bewildered by a profusion of choice mm. there, there's a black one there's a white one there's one with tiger stripes and he just he takes like us he just takes them all he overconsumes
1: people can't stand choice actually as yeah it turns exactly out. Yeah, so,
0: so he eventually chooses them all and they all fo- follow him and they drink all the water out of the pond mm-hmm. and they eat all the grass in the countryside despoiling the earth the consumer society is destroying the earth and so then they, they bring all these cats come, and she says, "I only, I wanted only one cat," and then all the cats are turned against each other. The products start to devour themselves in late capitalism. Um, they, they, and, and they, and they destroy everything. And, and of course, until what? there's a monopoly. Yeah, until there's a monopoly. All right, that I'm last with cat you. is Google, I'm with you. And, and then the, the cat is decide. Google decides. <laughs> Who will decide who is the prettiest? I am. This is like when they say, who, oh, we'll let the cats decide. This is the folly of, you, you know, liberal democracy in late capitalism. It destroys itself. Um, as we see, it's happening right now. That Our liberal democracy is imploding. It, it's choosing the prettiest of them all, the one who's the best at presenting himself but
1: the cat isn't the prettiest of them all the cat turns out to be well
0: donald trump is not the prettiest person (laughs) Uh, um but look look like just roll with me here Uh, um, the the, the, uh, the, the flabby liberal democracy is not enough to uh for the onslaught of late capitalism and, and and so this whole society is imploding all around them um yeah, and then in, yeah, so that's uh, that's it. I mean, this was written in like the nineteen twenties, Oh, a time I of give great crisis in the world.
1: Nineteen twenty-eight. Like, so so yeah, pre-crash.
0: The, oh, pre-crash. So, pre-crash. so they felt it coming. It's just yeah, the same yeah, way yeah, yeah. we feel. Like we all know that, like in a month, we're all going to be melting in a ball of flame. Sure. So she like, was
1: Bohemian. <laughs> she lived in New York City.
0: Oh yeah yeah. Oh. So let's yeah let's talk about her.
1: Oh well, let's talk about her. Oh first of all, let's talk about the book a little bit. Um, the hand lettering in the book was done by her brother.
0: Okay, so that wasn't a font?
1: That was not a font. Wow. He did all that, and he doesn't get no credit in that book. Does his name appear on the cover? It does not. Oh, well. When I conducted my poll of the top 100 picture books of all time, the first time I did the poll, this book came out at number 9. The second time I did the poll, it came out at number 21. So still pretty high. Um, It was the second oldest book on that list, bested only by Peter Rabbit. Um, which was actually the oldest, uh, and then one reader said, a classic that could make anyone a cat lover, which I disagree <laughs> with. I don't think this is the greatest ode to cats I've ever seen. No. As you yourself said, there is some accuracy to the cats all thinking that they're the best, but would it make you want to own a cat to read this book? I, I kind of do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then I stand corrected. <laughs> but tip. I but but I that's because I miss my old cat and I want another one. And so reading this book just oh, made yeah. me think about my old cat and I was like That oh. last cat is pretty cute. I I wrote on so when I wrote the blog post for this book, I said that this was the American picture book that has continuously been in print the longest. I'm assuming I got that fact from somewhere. I have no idea where I got that fact. Uh, but I got it from somewhere. That's um,
0: astonishing, because... Yeah, it might I, be true. Because I, I so, that the, the film festival I do earlier, the, um, I, I ask kids, who here has read Millions of Cats? Mm-hmm. And maybe one or two kids raise their hand. And the reason I do is because um, th- I show them movies of various good 90-second Newberries, and one of them is of Millions of Cats done in Minecraft, it's really good. It's I'd like really you to good. watch it after No, we're done. we should watch when we're done here. It's
1: really good. I will can, I will link to it on the show notes. Huh. But, yeah, it is, it is amazing. <laughs> and very accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, shockingly accurate. Um, but that brings me to an entry point. So, yes, you'd have it in the 92nd Newberry Film Festival. Not the 92nd Caldecott
0: uh-huh, Film Festival. Yes.
1: So let's get into that. This book won a Newberry honor. Um didn't win any caldecott's because there were no caldecott's But there is a theory um, that states the only reason we have the Caldecott is because of this book. Uh, this theory was postulated by Mr. Leonard Marcus in Minders of Make-Believe, where he put it as this, quote, When librarians awarded millions of cats in Newbery honor, they chose to recognize the book's distinction while apparently not feeling quite right about giving the literature prize to a picture book. It may well have been then that the idea for the Companion... I love that he says, it may well have been. Come on, man. <laughs> it may well have been then that the idea for a Companion Award for illustration was born, although it would be another decade before the Caldecott Medal became a reality. I don't know where he's getting his facts either, but he seems to think that one begat the other. Um, and it was, the Newbery Award for this was given out in 1922, but it wouldn't be until 1938 that the Caldecott uh,
0: in 1922. That was the first year of yeah, That's where the first. That was the first year. So they That was still trying to book, figure yeah. out what that award was.
1: Yeah, they were st- all. They knew is that they that American uh, children's books weren't getting a lot of play. We were only buying European children's books, and these poor Americans were not getting enough credit. So let's make an award to uh, reward all these Americans.
0: It kind of blows my mind that this is a book that lasted this long, and also caused people to want to change the rules or make up another yeah. like award or something because it's fine. But it's not <laughs> mind-blowing. No,
1: no. It sticks with you, though, doesn't it? Millions of cats. Billions of cats. <laughs> millions and billions and trillions of cats. I never encountered this as a child. No, no neither no, did I. Not. No, 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 not a day of my life. And when I encountered it in grad school, I think it was, I was like, it's kind of catchy. Not a lot of color. Kind of a, kind of a black and white book. Um, Do kids like it? Yeah, apparently. I mean, it's for whatever reason, it has stuck around this long, and it's not just because of librarians, though it is a good story time book. But, uh, yeah. Oh, let's talk about Wanda Gog, though, because mm. we, we, we sort of put her on pause there. So she was one of those artists that sort of rocked the bohemian scene. Um, so the story says that uh, a guy attended one of uh, her art shows, saw the potential, and that a fellow by the name of Ernest... <laughs> I guess it was a. Well, the name is Ernestine, so it must have been a woman. Ernestine Evans uh, contacted her about the possibility of working together on a picture book, and in her diary, which you should totally read, her diary's
0: crazy. Wanda Gogg's?
1: Wanda Gogg's diary is madcap insane, what she got up to. Back then, I'm let's just stress bohemian artist, okay? Bohemian. Wait,
0: are, are you trying to imply that it's not fit for a family podcast? Uh,
1: no, actually, it is not fit for a family podcast. I cannot read the things that she put in that diary. Is it
0: like George Selden level?
1: Yes, awesome. there's a reason. Yes, yes, George, say no more. Yes, um, anyway, she uh, and she kind of belittled the project in her diary, and then she needed the money. And then she sort of came up with this idea for the book. Um, and she she actually went through a lot of rewrites until she finally got to cats here, cats there, cats and kittens everywhere, hundreds of cats, thousands of cats, millions and billions and trillions of cats, um, which became more pronounced with each revision. Do you think she started off thinking something else and not cats? Maybe it was like bats or millions frogs. Of- <laughs> <laughs> millions of toads. Lemurs. I don't know. <laughs> Ferrets. Millions, Millions and beards. billions and trillions <laughs> of ferrets. <laughs> I'm the prettiest ferret. <laughs> no, I am. See, I've just been watching ferret videos on YouTube, and they're adorable, so right? I'm I'm having a hard time not thinking that wouldn't be a really good book. I don't know. Just think about it. All wait, right. wait
0: I, I, I can't let that go by without putting a little asterisk on that who like slips casually into conversation? Well, I've been watching a lot of ferret videos online. <laughs> I was really <laughs> like, hoping they, you were just going to as this is another thing this that people about do. This is on par that for perfectly normal season. people yeah. with a freezer that they don't put human dead bodies in the basement too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you haven't had a night when you were trying to get to sleep and you thought, all I need to do is watch a couple of ferret videos before I go to sleep and then I'm going to be
0: fine. That'll finish me We've off. all
1: been there. <laughs> you, me, her, him, All of us. All right. I have a personal connection to this book, uh, which I forgot. We used to have, like, the swear jar for every time I mentioned New York Public Library, and then I never mentioned it. I'll mention it today, so Mm. we should have a swear jar just in, in, like, celebration. Clink, says I. I worked at the Donnell Library across from MoMA before they sold it and turned it into crap. But before they did that, um, we had this little uh, huge central children's room. Great Wonderful books. we had lot we had a whole room called the Old Book Room because we had no creativity when it came to names. and uh, it was full of just old random stuff that the library had collected that was children's related over the years. And what did we have in there? Oh, 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 oh. We had one of the original wood blocks from millions of cats. Ah. Yes, we have because this is that was how they created this. So it was like a stamp essentially. A millions of cats stamp for this book. We had it. I would show it on little tours. I'd say this is from Millions of Cats. And then the guest would say, What's Millions of Cats? And we would move <laughs> on. Then I'd show them the Newberry Medal that we had in there, which was awesome. Um anyway, so I have one little one little connection to this. So ratings time. Ratings time Yeah, yeah, you go first Okay, yeah. I like this book It, I like it um, because it is a weird book Cannibalistic cats, but in a sweet way um, You don't encounter that very often Like who today could go to their editor and be like I got a hell of an idea It's a bunch of cats, it's rhythmic and it rhymes Good story time, good And then they eat each other until there's only one happy ending. I mean, could it be published today? Survey says probably not. It's like Hunger Games, but cats. (laughs) Hunger Games with cats. Oh. Yeah. Wait a second. This is right in the zeitgeist. (laughs) Yes. This was ahead of its time. This is a dystopian cat novel. Um, Yeah. So, uh, my thinking is it. I. I. the problem is it's hard to separate whether or not I love the book so much just because it's a book, or so much because it's managed to exist this long in some <laughs> it's scrappy. part. Yeah. It's scrappy. It's a scrappy little weirdo book. Uh and so for that reason, I'm giving it I'm giving it an eight. It's a little high, but it, I think it deserves it. An eight, says I. James, do you want to take part in the interview? No, the I'm the gonna leave
0: for Kate to go first. <laughs> oh.
1: Um so I'm thinking like a seven, mm-hmm. because Seven's I love the John Travolta cat. Yep, I love the man. <laughs> <laughs> No Man. No <laughs> Man. I love the lesson is steal cats wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Expedia.com. That's what the that name is from. Okay. Yeah, it's weird, um, but I also like cats. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'll give it a seven. What the heck? Excellent. I approve of your seven.
0: Sir? For me, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. I've known about this book for years and years and years. And I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I have never thought to read it to them.
1: I didn't even bring it home to show my children.
0: So that <laughs> the, so that tells you something. Hmm. Um, I'm going to put it right, right at a six.
1: All right. Wait, did your kids like it?
0: No, I never bothered to read it to them. <laughs> oh. I mean, they've seen the YouTube video of the Minecraft version of Millions of Cats, but um, oh, they the, the, I I was never, I was never, I was never so blown away by it that I was like, oh, my girl's gotta gotta read this.
1: Because I'm curious what a kid oh, would Oh, I'm think going to bring this home. Like, next time in the library, like, the first year. you they do, the, the, the dollar open. short, Betsy. I know, but now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'd be a good book to read we'll to do a crowd a of kids because it's got a nice rhythm
0: to yeah, it. Mm-hmm. maybe. Uh,
1: but it's black and white, and you said kids gravitate more to color than black and white. They do. Which um, is why they, like, colorize, colorize to mommies, right? To kind of Bring more attention to that it was to... certainly the uh, the belief of the publisher. Um, and I, you know, and people will say, nah little little kids don't care as much. And I think that is true. If you can read, like, you know, my son yesterday, like, saw blueberries for sale and like pulled that out and read the whole thing. And there's really not much. There's some blue, but that's kind of the only color in there. You know what color would be in this book? What was it red? Red, red, <laughs> red everywhere. <laughs> it would be the Millions pool. of
0: pounds. Pints of blood, <laughs> trillions of blood. So, like that scene in The Shining. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, exactly. Um, you yeah. know, it, it's funny. You should mention uh, her. her brother did the lettering. Yeah. Because for her later Newbery book, ABC Bunny, mm-hmm. that was put to song. By her sister. Well that's
1: interesting. And so you can go you can listen affair. to it online.
0: It's like oh. A for Apple big and red, B for something da dun 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 Check it out.
1: Alright, I'll check it out. I only knew her Snow White besides this, really. Um, which I think may have gotten a Caldecott on her um, at some point because it was she was still making books after the Caldecott came along. This is
0: a good spooky um, episode, I feel.
1: I thought it was very adequately spooky, because your suggestions were pretty spooky. Spooky all around, but uh, but this one was the spookiest. It was most appropriate, I thought. And it's really hard coming up with spooky classic picture books, can I just say. um, Though I got a ringer of a suggestion the other day. Uh, so we're going to keep this up all of October, baby. So this is uh, with your eight and my seven. It's a classic. It's a classic. Right. Even with the six, I'd say it's a yeah, classic. Wait, what, yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, wait. Right. Am no, I sorry. not part of the no. like, official,
0: <laughs> is it just an asterisk by like, what I say?
1: You're oh, in parentheses. Boy. This
0: this game's being played under protest. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's all right. Most are. All right. Letters. Angry little letters that aren't from Jane. <laughs> Isn't that a nice yeah, if, So, for
0: those who, who've forgotten, I'm the one who wrote in saying that they were <laughs> wrong about Goodnight Moon. That the, uh, like the, the, a, a curtain does appear and disappear does in the house.
1: Actually I wasn't and looking there. at the bottom panels, I was looking at the I'm top. Still convinced it's different in the board book. But uh, speaking of letters, as we are, uh, Tamara wrote in. Uh, she was she, she was not pleased. Uh, she was not pleased with our In the Night Kitchen episode. Um, because she said uh, she did not like how low the rating was. Uh, she did not like that I was talked down to a 7. <laughs> um, <laughs> My sister is very persuasive. What can I say? And then she wrote, I have to admit, I love this book. Love is all in caps. Almost as much as I love Where the Wild Things Are, which we still have not done. In the Night Kitchen is a strong 8. It's funny, she, she didn't go higher than an 8. I posit that you cannot possibly appreciate or maybe even recognize a classic without reading it aloud multiple times, preferably to children. But you've done that. I did, but you didn't. You didn't read it to my children. No. So that the argument was that you were lower because you hadn't read it to children. Oh,
0: that's what you should do in your podcast. You've got two kids upstairs. I do have two kids upstairs. Do it earlier in the evening yeah. and have her during that time Read it to your kids.
1: That is a possibility. So she didn't like that I gave it such a low rating. She didn't, but but then she um, she came back with another email and she she uh, acknowledged that uh, um, that our passion uh, and knowledge of children's literature inspires her. Uh, And your your knowledge, (laughs) piffle, child, piffle. Uh, And that perhaps, quote, perhaps my aim should be uh, less intense about it rather than more. I don't know. I like intense. I'm I'm very pro people being intense about uh, picture books. So yeah, love me, hate Benzie (laughs) Well, okay, maybe not that kind of intense. (laughs) Love me. No, 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 love me. No, love me. I'm the prettiest. (laughs) No, love me. What about me? I'm the little guy in the (laughs) corner. Alright. Grown-up things we like. Grown-up things we like. What do you like? Kate. Grown-up things you like. So, uh, Saturday, I participated in the Chicago International 5K. Congratulations! What family members came to see you? None. None. Oh, whoops. (laughs) Whoopsie-doodle. Yep, no one came. Um, It's just me. This is awkward. I think I'm related to you. Yeah. (laughs) I, I gotta go. You had things, uh, you know. Everyone has things. There was a wedding. Yeah, it I was, a, and it was at you know seven thirty in the morning. I that went. you didn't tell me. Yeah. I maybe mean, could have made it anyway if if I'd known that. Oh, I didn't know it was seven in the morning. You did. Because uh, yeah, we talked about it to, yeah, with our brother and. Right. But this is I don't great. You're working out what these what issues right on the podcast. I don't listen <laughs> to fine. what she I, says. I, just, I, yeah. I did it. I trained for. Uh, it's funny to say. I trained for. 5K. Did you get a medal? I did, I got a medal, Yay! I got a scarf, I got a bottle of Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no <laughs> it was it was, <laughs> it was nice that it was it was a little scary because it was six days after the shooting in mm-hmm. Vegas and right. I knew it was a big event mm-hmm. and you start downtown where there's plenty of buildings and I just kept on looking all over, you know, at all the windows to make sure that you know, no one was going to pop out. But um, I did it, and it's done. Good. And uh, next time I do a 5K, it'll be with our father. Okay, then. Yeah. Are you going to
0: go to that one, you piece of garbage? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I, was trying to get, I was trying to treat you like yes, a Yes, yes, of that. course, I'll go. I'm sorry. I'll go.
1: i know, you think I'm my husband suddenly. I'm like, wait a minute. You only call my husband a piece of garbage. <laughs> this is suddenly switched podcast. All right, things I like adult-wise, besides your podcast, which is oh, for yeah. adults, I should say. Um, so, Battle of the Sexes. Uh, oh, see, this is what's so weird. I mentioned this film, and people don't know this film at all. So, this is the uh, Emma Stone, uh, Steve Carell oh, film. the tennis. About, yeah, Bobby Knight going against Billie Jean King. Bobby Knight? Bobby Riggs. Bobby,
0: Bobby Riggs. Bobby Riggs. Okay,
1: his name was Bobby Riggs. Okay. So, if you know this story, um, Bobby Riggs... Was kind of this clown um, He he sort of was past his prime And he had this sort of feeling like Hey, you know, he needed some money He was gambler He was like, I could get a lot of money If I make this big deal about what a chauvinist pig I am And how I could beat any women tennis player at all Even though I'm past my prime And he challenged Billie Jean King Who was like, not my circus, not my monkeys Go on with ya um, So he challenged instead the top uh, tennis champion and beat her and then billy Jean king felt backed into a corner she had to play this guy and an easy way of doing this movie would to have made him like the stereotypical villain it is very sympathetic to him in that it shows him just what a clown he is and then it shows that the men who are in charge of um tennis who are paying women a shockingly low amount of money um were the real problem uh behind all of this and bob bobby riggs was a problem in himself and they show pictures of what the actual bobby riggs and billy jean king look like and steve carell's had um fake teeth put in to look like bobby riggs and it is uncanny how close he looks like bobby riggs for this movie it is uh it is a delightful film just to watch it is just great highly recommend it two thumbs up just fun okay okay cool Alright. James, is it a grown-up thing you like?
0: Yeah, um, it's a podcast um, that reminds me of this podcast, but in a different way. Do you know what Yacht Rock is? Nope. Um, So, have you ever heard of something called Channel 101?
1: Yes.
0: Back in the early 2000s, before YouTube, Dan Harmon, um, who went on to create the NBC comedy community and Rick and Morty, had this thing called Channel 101, which people would make these shows, like five-minute shows, um, that, that would be like pilots for fake TV shows. And then they would get together, and every month they'd vote which one goes on. It gets, like, renewed for another season, they to to, or which ones get canceled. Um, and the, the, those people can't make any more episodes of it. And so the longest-running one for a long time was this thing called Yacht Rock, which was a bunch of guys just got together, and like, Yacht Rock is like that music from the 70s, it's kind of like, the Doobie Brothers, like, What a Fool Believes, or, like, okay, yeah. Christopher Cross, Sailing. The kind of songs <laughs> that you'd play while you're in your yacht, like, in, in, like, California. Oh. You know, like, kind of, so things that are kind of, like, a little, they're not, they're poppy, but they're, like, kind of jazzy. They do some, like, weird things, but they're smooth. Yeah. Um. And so they, there was this whole bunch, of like, ten videos, and this is not my thing, this is my setup for the thing, called Yacht Rock, and it, it made this whole, like, scene up of, like, they, so they took, like, um, uh, um, uh, um, Michael, uh, like, the, the the guy from the Doobie Brothers, what's his name, Mike... Um, oh, you're not going to get like, it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but, but, I forget his name for the moment, but, like, the, the guy that sings, like, what a fool believes! And so, all yeah. those people, and like, that, that whole scene, and it kind of, like, Takes the real people and recontextualizes them and makes a whole fake mythology around them. So like Hall and Oates are these big bullies that come in and like <laughs> kick everybody's asses, and and, and 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 then like the the, the people from um, uh, um, uh, the the various fans have the like, various different personalities. And so in each episode is like how a certain song came to be, a fake history of how like Rosanna came to be, you oh, know, or whatever. Great. And there's this whole that's like awesome. battle between. Um, Oh, M- Michael, McDon- Michael McDonald is his name, and and, and, and he's and he's for the smooth part of the of, of music, and then there's Kenny Loggins, and he's, like, the rock part of the music, and they're always kind of battling, like, is it going to be smooth, or is it going to be, like, kind of more rock? And then there's this big blow-up at the end when, like, Kenny Loggins finally records Danger Zone. Uh, um, so, so, and, and, like, busts the whole thing open. Anyway, those guys, a bunch of people, smart, funny guys, way long ago, made a bunch of episodes of that, and it was good, and it kind of coined the term Yacht Rock. Now there's like Yacht Rock kind of nights at, um, at clubs. You can go, people can show up with their little caps, oh, Sailor's boy. Caps, and they, and they sit and they, and they listen to Yacht Rock and they get bad, you know, like late 70s, early 80s music. Not bad, it's, it's good in its own way. So these, the guys decided to come back a couple years ago, and they have the show called Beyond Yacht Rock. And what they do, one of the things they do is that people write and say, is this song yacht or not, or Nyacht. And, yacht. They, and, they, and they, they go through this very elaborate process. They have this whole scale, which you try to figure out whether each song is yacht rock or not yacht rock. Are these because, old
1: songs? Yeah, are they yeah they're songs?
0: All, well. They, some people try to write new yeah. songs that sound like yacht rock, but it's very rare that you can get it right. Yeah. Um, and then um, and, 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 and then, but then they also make up genres of music. And then they count down the top 10 of that genre. So, like, one of them is like, here's a genre of music that they made up, try and raps. Which, like, somebody, like <laughs> somebody who before people knew better, before like NWA or whatever, oh, but like after, yeah. you, you know, like, um, you, you know, the Tom yeah. Tom Club, you know, people throwing a rap in thinking, oh, that this would be a cool thing. Yeah, well, I'll try rap and rap. We'll put a rap uh, um, in the middle and, of and, but song. But it's always yeah. terrible. It's always yeah, terrible. Yeah, so try or like plot rock. In which, like, a, a song in which somebody just tries to say the whole plot of the movie, oh, but <laughs> I love it's like plot a further rock. soundtrack. Well, um, I
1: love any song with a plot.
0: Yeah. Well, so this is like they, yeah. it's associated with a, a particular movie or whatever. It's like oh, usually wow. plays over the credits. It's Will Smith saying the whole plot oh, of so like, *Men in Black* Oh, so like *The
1: Princess Bride* song.
0: Oh, yeah. does that plot rock?
1: It's kind of plot rock, except not rock at all.
0: Um, and it, so, so they just make up these ridiculous genres and then they count them down. It's great. Um, but the the yacht or yacht is what reminds me of this because just like the taking of something that's culturally ca- kind of seems insignificant and picking over it in a very small way and assigning a number to it. So if if you like this and you like music from the late '70s, early '80s from Southern California, uh, made by rich like dorky white guys who are trying to channel like smooth black guys, um, but kind of failing, but it kind of does something interesting in the meantime, the Steely Dan kind of way. Oh, here's another one. Like, you'll love it. <laughs> uh, uh, um, divorce core, uh, um, Just like Ooh. songs that are clearly, the person just went through a, a terrible divorce. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like Phil Collins is a great divorce yes. Oh, uh, They also did, did a great one. They just did, one of them was just Susudio. And just counted down Susudio. Like H1 was 10 all the way to 1 was all Susudio. And he said <laughs> different facts and theories about Susudio. Oh, um, I,
1: I don't think I could take that one. Oh, either. you will. Yeah, I don't think it could happen. No. The good suggestion... Well done, sir. Thank you. All right. Okay, I think that's it. I think we hit the end. Okay. Of millions of cats. And billions. And trillions.
0: Of cats.
1: (laughs) I've been Betsy. I'm Kate.
0: I'm James.
1: See you next time. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow Betsy on Twitter at Fuse8. That's Fuse and 8, E-I-G-H-T. Follow us on iTunes and Radar Podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon gibbons Kime, and our benevolent overlord and scorekeeper is Drew Atienza. Views 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird and does not reflect the views of School Library Journal.
0: Here's a little secret. Uh, I host a podcast with Betsy's husband, too, um called secrets of story it's so it's kind of like some kind of weird cheating thing that's happening right now it's like podcast swinging is happening and uh it's uh i you know i i I never thought it would happen to me Two sisters live in separate sides of the states. One guy tries to join them and they don't know what to do. It turns into some garbage and they all run around. Let's set the house on fire! That's going
1: on the after credits.